Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce Compound, as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways, you could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week, or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's patreon.com slash Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. Uh. All right, boys and girls, uh, welcome to episode... 212 uh that's fitting of black flag podcast uh as always i am charlie sanborn uh upstairs this week downstairs we got brad and bobby a little bit different setup this time we do have a zoom call uh but we're gonna front load it this time and uh the last time we uh we talked i believe we figured out it was oxford 250 2021 uh we were out in the parking lot of uh, a camper and uh since then you've done some pretty cool shit so uh Derek Griffith, DG12 himself. How's it going, man? Good, man. I'm happy to be on the show again. Uh, yeah, it's been a cool couple of years. We, uh, I was really good at wrecking race cars last year. So um, that I destroyed two or three of them last year. Not that that's something you want to do, uh, but that was definitely part of our year last year. Um, got to run a bunch of Xfinity races for Sam Hunt Racing, uh, race with some of my heroes. I mean, shared a racetrack with. Dale Jr. I mean that that was uh, probably a highlight of uh, of my life, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then even got to try uh, the Bobby Timmons special, the wing modified super mods. Uh, I tried a small block and a big block, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a blast. Well, uh, I th- I think you're underplaying the uh, the the Flappy Bird experience just a little bit here. Uh, you, you're leaving out the fact that you actually dick stomped them and uh, you won the race at Oxford. <laughs> yeah, we were we we're good. Uh, th- we started the day off with not even getting the motor running, uh, and I got run over by the push truck, so tore the whole wing off. And uh, that I thought I I seen the whole underside of the truck, and I thought it was fuel that spilled all over my helmet and me. So I panicked and jumped out. Um, but then we hard mounted it, and it was really fast still. Um, I just wish there was a few more cars than seven, six, seven cars there, but it was still a cool experience. Um, yeah, it was, it was a blast. I think it was hooked up that day. Just like my win at the Thompson world series in 2020, there was only seven cars, but no one needs to know that point, but it's, uh, 
it's truly an honor um, to know that last year, one of my highlights was being undefeated with Derek Griffith in the field. So that was cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You were, that was at Hudson, right? You, you were flying at Hudson. Yeah, we were not good all day, but um, winning the race the year before I knew where I needed to be. And uh, as everybody around me was freeing their cars up after practice, I just laughed and said, you guys will all see. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had our, it was a very interesting day for me, I guess I could say. So we started the day off with the motor advance. I don't know how it ran. It was set at like 80 degrees advanced. Um, so I could run two laps and the thing was like melting down. That's how the day started. Uh, it was a little bit of a mess, but they were cool. It was a cool experience for me. And whoever drove that car before was must have been huge because I did not fit in that thing at all. I was bouncing around inside of it. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was it was Dave Sanborn and he's uh He's not a spring chicken, that's for sure. Yeah, probably twice twice the size of me. I, it felt like twice the size of me. So so we're talking about some of the cool things that you did last year, but uh, it, it seemed like the beginning of last year was really, really rough for you. Um, so rough that I believe that we have some wall art, actually. Uh, it's a good for an audio show, but we do have a, a spot on whole side of a car basically hanging above us. Uh, talk about some of the uh, trials and tribulations you went through uh, before uh, making some Xfinity starts last year. Oh man, it's like the year we went to speed weeks and we started off the year. All right. Uh, we won a race and we were, we we're fast, um, leading the points championship with two races to go. And, uh, the night of the second race or the, there's two more races left. Uh, so two more nights to go that night. Um, we went to for a 35 lap feature and we were going to check stagger and we felt just something loose in the rear. Uh, and sure enough, we popped the like fill plug out to take a peek and the, the pinion gear was missing two teeth. So um, I don't know how that happens, but it happened. Um, and then, so we had those four minutes before we were supposed to be on the ground and rolling. So like, you know, we try to limp it out to the race running second or third and it just grenaded the rest of the pinion gear and the ring gear. Um, so that sucked. So then we're like, okay, let's, pile a new one in we bought one off of uh one of the other teams there slap it was used slap it in pull the bells off the other rear get it all together that night um go back out and the same exact thing happens and we lose a championship from two broken rear ends not even just one um so that was heartbreaking uh and then we go from there to i think it was hickory and we were really good at Hickory, just missed on Stagger, like huge, um, which was heartbreaking because I think we were just as good as we were the year before. And Byron was there, and I know I probably could have raced with them. Um, but, you know, it's part of part of the deal. And then we go to Loudon after that, and I think everyone's seen kind of what happened there. Heat race uh, massacre. <laughs> it was just a complete disaster of a heat race. Um, started off just – I think we took the green – had a quick yellow and we had a restart and uh, just someone wrecked. I, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but Gabe, oh yeah, Joe Pastor and Gabe got together and just ran me in the fence and it was a, just a mess. So uh, we tried to stay out there for an extra lap after the next green. Um, and uh, I tried to get out of the way and two, two uh, back markers wrecked each other in the heat race and, You've seen me go up and around. Uh, first time I've ever been upside down. So bad start to the year. And then um, 
from there kind of stemmed into, we got a little bit, we always had speed, um, but just some very odd mechanical failures. Like we broke a distributor at Jennerstown for the, the master's race, which we were really good at. Um, me and Jesse love got into it at Jennerstown as well in the super race, um, which put another car, uh, uh, into the junkyard behind the shop pretty much. So, um, yeah, it just was like a very shitty year is the best way to say it. <laughs> like nothing went right. Not one single thing went right. Uh, some of the Xfinity races could have gone so good. Um, and like, we just had the littlest, dumbest things happen. The last race at Martinsville, they put us to the tail for not having a fucking antenna on the car, like a radio antenna. I, I don't know. There wasn't a rule. They didn't say it was a rule. They said they made a judgment call. So I qualified 15th, which I thought was fair for me at Martinsville for my second time. And they say, all right, you got to start dead last now. I'm like, God, damn. <laughs> just like the, the icing on the cake for the year. So kind of the, that was how the whole entire year went per se is stuff like that was happening. That's a that's quite the roller coaster for sure, and uh, I we might have dabbled on it last time a little bit, but uh, you, you've also gotten uh, some. Op- I mean, you had the opportunity to drive for Kyle Busch in the truck. Uh, kind of talked about how that all went, and uh, you know what what's that experience like? Kind of transitioning up into an Xfinity car, and you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you you, you do get to go to driver introductions, and that's got to be a pretty cool deal. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I think every one of us dreams of just being at that level in some way, shape or form. Even some of us dream just to be, you know, hands-on with the race cars, um, which it was just, it's such a different lifestyle. Like all the people that run these races, even the teams, um, like I'd go down there and I'd try to pretty much live with Sam for a couple of weeks on end while I was down there on the sim rig at Toyota or doing anything else. And it's like, man, it's just a whole different world down there in North Carolina and what they do week to week and, um, how they operate is very interesting. And then, you know, flying out of, uh, charter planes right to the racetrack the day of the race is just something I wasn't really used to. And I don't know if I'd ever really get used to it. It was, it was a little bit of a culture shock for me. Um, but it is, it was awesome. Uh, it's, it was both like, extremely amazing and like overwhelmingly good but at the same time it's like a little bit of a it when you get a taste of it and it wasn't like exactly what you had hoped it to be so that was a little bit of a, a bummer for me um on the back end of it but i mean you know that's part of part of the deal unfortunately one one thing real quick before we move on because i will forget about it i don't think we talked about it if we even did talk about uh the truck start um back in whenever that year was 2021, 2022, whatever that was. But uh, um, one thing that we did talk about you and I, I think we both, uh, I think Charlie and I went to the snowball derby. That was probably the most eye-opening moment of the podcast for me, at least when um, we were just doing a vlog and someone came up and said that they knew who we were. Um, The second eye-opening thing, I guess, was you and I were talking. um, And I think that you said that you went into KBM and they were listening to our podcast. And that was probably the second time I was like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) what's going on they even asked they're like uh i forget it was the car chief of the 51 truck at the time um he was like oh man those black flag podcast guys we listen to them all the time it's awesome (laughs) so that was pretty cool i'm like oh man my guys back home are in you know mooresville or or statesville whatever uh 
being played in in the big war shop so that was pretty neat to hear like good for us good for us boys well done <laughs> Well, the, pat, on, pat ourselves on the back there. But uh, no, I, I, I'm interested to hear you kind of maybe elaborate a little bit on the the what you maybe not were disappointed in, but the, the side of things that maybe you didn't love about it, I guess. I mean, we, we, we talk often, especially with people who have had the opportunity to kind of get up into the NASCAR ranks, into the top three, you know, race on Saturdays or Sundays. And, you know, I, every little boy in all of us always have, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. We all at some point would love to have had a shot at racing on Sundays. But, um, you know, what was some of maybe the business venture part of it that maybe you didn't really care for or or the things that maybe took you by surprise a little bit? I was just so surprised how cutthroat in like, and I get it's it's a top tier uh, sports uh, series or division, whatever you want to call it. But man, like that stuff in down there not even the drivers per se but like the people that are working there it's just a constant shuffle of people they're like it no one ever has very rarely does somebody have a home where they're staying at for a long period of time um unless you know the top the cup levels are a little different than than the lower divisions um and then it it was just like man like the business side of it, it it just is so mind-boggling where like the pay to play stuff comes in like it is just absolutely astronomical how much money gets spent at that level and like i get it it's i mean we're at the highest level but like i chase uh sponsors for everything that i race you know whether it be spot on or original gourmet the lollipops that did the arca stuff or ben uh from hudson speedway did a ton of stuff with me um you know uh, we've done I've chased dozens and dozens and dozens of sponsors had meetings and done everything. And, uh, their options are so much easier when they can choose someone who's pay to play or has their funding, um, themselves, which good for them. I mean, that's a, that's an awesome deal. They're very lucky to have that, but, uh, you know, it's hard for me to sell a sponsor at full price when they can just, chase down somebody that's funded and pay 10% of what it should cost um, to hop on board. So it just, there were so many back-ended disasters that are part of the deal uh, in racing. And it, it pulls a little bit of like soul out of it, you know, it, and it sucks. Cause I love it. I, I would, if I had a chance to race every Saturday in the Xfinity race, I mean, I'd give it up for anything i do whatever it took to to go down there and i've told all these manufacturers this and i've talked to these companies and i tell them this but it doesn't really it doesn't really mean anything you know like unfortunately because the way the business model is now it's just so much different than what it used to be um and i don't blame them it's just not ideal for the us weekend warriors who have the hopes to to really cement something at that level it's just it's almost non-existent it like it almost it pretty much can't happen but it can but it's very unlikely so and we all i mean i knew that going into it but it just to see it firsthand kills you a little bit so that's an interesting perspective on that for sure for especially somebody like yourself where 
obviously you don't suck at what you do. I mean, you, you're very well established within the super late model ring. So you jump in a super modified, you win the race. I mean, you, you're, you're obviously very good at what you do. And it, 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 I can see how that would kind of suck where at the end of the day, sometimes that really just doesn't matter. And that's, that's what you work at. That's your craft. And, um, you know, that is disheartening to hear and probably experience, I would assume too. But with that information that you have, is that something that you're going to try and use as a tool to maybe get back to that point? Or are we just going to maybe take a reset, step back a little bit and, and do some more late model stuff? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So this year, as far as this year goes, I don't think there's much on the table for, uh, like the higher divisions. Maybe if I'm really lucky, I might have a Loudon race, um, with, I just don't, I'd, I'd hate to do it with, like, I don't want to, I'm not here to finish 30th, you know, unfortunately, I know I don't want that to, to sound like some sound like something it's not but if if we're spending the resources and time to secure the funding go through the whole deal you know i don't i i would like to have some sort of results you know and um i needed some sort of experience so the with racing with sam was good and he was a little bit of wild card factor you know he's like transitioning from like a c team to a mid-tier you know b team as the years go on. And, uh, so there he's right there dancing on being able to run really good. So that was a kind of a wild factor running with him. And I think Loudon showed last year, if we didn't have uh, power steering issues, I think we had a, I know we had a top five all day. Like it would, it would have been an easy top five. Um, it just, you know, the results don't show because of that. But, um, as far as like this year goes, we're probably going to hit as many late model races as we can, and I'll, I'm going to spend, it's pretty time consuming to divvy up and address sponsors and chase them down and see what we can do. So that, that I plan, oh, I don't know, my plan <laughs> is going to be to um, really spend some time this year to try to get something full time next year, uh, like really focus on getting that one last shot at it. Or not one last shot, but another shot at it. Because um, I, when you show up at places like Kansas in an Xfinity car, or uh, hell, even Martinsville, like it's just a whole different world of what we're used to. Uh, even from like perfect examples, leaving at six o'clock in the morning to race at two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, you're leaving North Carolina to fly into Kansas at six in the morning uh, in a plane with all the other drivers and you hop out and you get, bring your gear and all of a sudden you get people grabbing all your stuff for you. It's just, it's just a different sort of mentality that you have to get into the race to that level. And I just, I didn't get comfortable till Loudon or the, or the second Martinsville race. So I just need more time, uh, which is a very expensive amount of time, but um, we'll see. Hopefully if everything goes good, I'll be racing next year a little bit more at that level but we want we just want to win races after last year how bad it was i just want to get back and start winning some races <laughs> i definitely don't think that that's a kind of like a far-fetched thing especially when you started uh when you just started talking there you're saying how it doesn't make sense for you to like go out there and run 30th like is that something that maybe you talk to like a ryan priest about because i know that i uh i definitely talked to freddie Kraft. um 
down in Atlantic city. And he was uh, saying that he was talking to some other drivers and just telling them like, Hey, you know, you're not going to really get to go anywhere. If you just take all the money that you have and go out there and, you know, get into a car that, you know, is not really capable of like a top 25 or even a top 20 or uh, anything like that. So is that something that you've like talked to some guys with, or, uh, you know, is that just kind of your own mentality with it? Yeah. And I've, I've talked to a bunch of them. I've talked to Ty because Ty Majeski ran a bunch of stuff um, for like Ken Schrader, even priest. So I'm pretty good friends with Ryan and, and he talks about it sometimes and he ran almost two full seasons in like a mid tier to back of the pack Xfinity car to probably to get the experience before he did the Joe Gibbs ride. Um, so I kind of get the feeling that, it's it's uh, last year definitely wasn't a mistake by any means. Um, but I, I think I needed it. I think I needed to go out there in a car that, you know, is proven to be uh, fair or, or good. Um, but not like, you know, if I went out in a Joe Gibbs car and didn't run good at Loudon or didn't run good at Martinsville, then it's like, Oh wow, this kid sucks. You know, Th- that's just how it's going to be looked at no matter what, no matter what happened, no matter if the power steering line, power steering line fell off or whatever. If, if the results show that I was in a Joe Gibbs car and I didn't finish good, it's just out of the window immediately. Um, and I think a big thing that we're running into this year is every top tier ride is sold. It's, it's gone. It's like everyone's filled. Um, I mean, you got people that are running the, the Gibbs ride that like, I would have never seen expect to see in the Gibbs cars. Um, and same thing throughout the field. I mean, you get people in these cars that like if Brad started racing, I, and he put himself in any of the past cars in the field, you would probably run circles around half of the guys out there. It just, they have, an opportunity that a lot of us don't is all that's the only way to explain it and it sucks but that's how it is sounds like you need to run more super modified races next year is what i gathered out of all that <laughs> i'm down i'm trying to get kenny white to let me drive his small block a little bit more uh you got a whole fucking pile of them so there's your chance yeah. probably pretty good <laughs> i think it'll happen i think he wants it to happen so we'll see all right well we got uh we got some patreon questions from our from our pals uh brad's been fired from the <laughs> Patreon question asking after, yeah, after I, he missed about half of them last week unfortunately so. last week we had to put a disclaimer in because a lot of people ask a question to us and then uh at the end they had like a little tidbit for josh williams and uh i i, I fucked up a couple people's big days at trying to get their question asked by josh or answered by josh and uh yeah I, I'll, uh, I will i'll step back from my duties <laughs> Well, the first one comes from Matt Seen. Matt says, uh, any crazy vehicle importing stories? And uh, how did you get involved with that as uh, as your business? So talk about talk about your business and uh, what's the craziest shit you've imported and how many <laughs> in that vehicle? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I own a Japanese import shop. They got to be 25 years old or older to import them. Um, so it's a lot of quirky oddball vehicles that we never got here, turbo diesel vans and just weird cars and the hero cards, the skylines and all that. And I got into it. Um, I seen one for sale on Craigslist, uh, when I was in high school and it, this was back when they were like $6,500 or $8,500 for a, a skyline back then. Um, and I was, I was lucky. My father taught me how to buy and sell cars really young. So I was doing that. 
And, uh, sure enough. So I go and buy this car and fell in love with it. Um, sold it later and made money with it and continued to, to do that. I found them here. A lot of the veterans were bringing them over for free, um, through part of their, uh, it was like free for anyone who's active military. Uh, they could bring a car back with them. So that was cool. I met a lot of people that way. Um, and I bought a lot of cars. I bought a car off a sub base in Connecticut and it was just a cool time for me to be doing that stuff. And then I bought a car, uh, in Japan and had someone import it for me and everything went great. Um, and I bought two more and, uh, they never came. So I had to fight tooth and nail with this guy to get my money back over like a year period. And finally I was like, so frustrated. I said, screw it. I'm going to figure out how to do it myself. And I did. So my first ever port run, I borrowed the truck and, uh, the truck for the race car hauler. And I had an open trailer and I put a, a K truck, a mini truck in the bed of an eight foot Chevy pickup truck. And I towed a RX seven home at the same time. Um, and I used to drive down, I'd work on the race cars and then I'd leave at night and I drive down to the port in Newark and sleep in my truck and, uh, pick them up at the port and, and, um, tow them back. And, uh, it just blew up. It just turned into this thing that I never thought it would. So I, I'm really lucky there. And as far as like the weirdest import story, it's probably the stuff that we find in the cars. Uh, there's some very, very weird shit that we find in the cars. We found like, we pulled a, like a center console out of one of the skylines and there was like, uh, so prostitution's legal in Japan. So there was like, like uh, sex worker call cards all stuffed in this guy center console with, <laughs> with, with the vibrator in it and stuff. And it was just like the weirdest thing. If for some reason it was in the center, con like underneath, we had to pull a whole shifter boot off and pull the, like the fascia of the dash off. And f we found it all in there. So I don't know what he was hiding it from, but that was, uh, that was pretty weird. And you find stuff like that all the time. It's, it's kind of creepy, really. Yeah, you love a good sticky shifter handle. Huh? That, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That thing got sanitized right after. <laughs> uh, probably, probably good. You didn't find any actual prostitutes in that car. But talk about uh, how uh, talk about the deal with Rutledge Wood and uh, how how that came about. Oh he's, yeah, that was a that's a wicked cool deal. It's still pretty fresh. Um, he hasn't picked his car up yet, but he uh, he's been a follower of the my business page for probably like two years or three years now. And he's just a big Japanese car guy. And, um, I sold a land cruiser to Sam hunt, the team owner. Um, I drove it down there and, uh, sold it to him. And, um, like two weeks or three weeks later, Sam flew out to Texas, uh, to do a, a commercial and he met Rutledge and Ryan Turk and a bunch of guys out there that are all big into like the drift scene and all that. And, um, Sam's like, dude, Rutledge, you, uh, you should see my new car and this and that. He was showing him pictures of the Land Cruiser. He's like, holy crap, who is that? And he's like, uh, it was, he said it was me and Rutledge shot me a message after that. And we just have became friends since. And, um, he saw that Stagia, uh, it's like a, a GTR wagon pretty much. And he saw it coming in and he's like, he shot me a text. He's like, all right, it's put, put my name on it. I'll be ready for it when I'm back. So, um, if all fell together, and uh i'm super excited he's pumped he's pumped i'm pumped he should be here i think next month he's going to be here and drive it all the way to georgia all right well next question comes from slim he says derek what's your most memorable win and why 
Oh, that's a tough one. I'd say probably I there's two it's a speed weeks win. It's going to be either the orange blossom win over Bubba Pollard um, or the night that we won over Ty in the 50 lap, right? I'd say they're probably tied as equal. Um, it was cool to be racing with because those guys are like a whole nother level of good, you know? So to be able to race with them and, and, um, and run good, it's, it's pretty dang cool. He also asked if you have any other, uh, plans other than late models, but I think we pretty much covered that. So Chris yeah. Lansky, uh, he wants to know what are your hobbies other than racing, you know? Man, there, there ain't much other than racing that we're that we do. Uh, I, I enjoy the cars I sell and stuff, but I'm not a big like car show guy or anything like that. I mean, uh, hobbies include uh, working on race cars, driving race cars, driving two places to see race cars race, and that's probably about it. Uh, next one from our pal Angel. He uh he wants to know what is the most demo Rock'em Sock'em robot race you've ever seen or participated in? Oh, the Halloween Howler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's a no-brainer right there. That The Halloween Howler, I think everybody has to experience once. No, thank you. It's, it is so much fun. You just sit there and piss yourself laughing the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. You just laugh all by yourself. It's so fun. I don't know. I, I ran car wars at Beechridge once and I said I would never do anything like that ever again. That was, that was scary. Yeah. The year I did it, well, I did it a couple of years and there was just so many cars. Nobody could go fast because everybody was just sideways or backwards and there was nowhere to go. So you're just smashing to each other like 10 miles an hour. I would definitely say two of the, or two of the hardest hits I've ever had in a race car. One was at Lee USA Speedway at Oktoberfest. And the other one was car wars at Beechridge. <laughs> yeah. I got a car ready for when you guys want to come try it. <laughs> uh, Brian Hahn, he wants to know what's, uh, what's your favorite track uh, you've ever raced at in any series and why? Um, so I'd only been there once when I was real young at uh, Orange County. Um, that place, man, I don't know what it was about that racetrack. It was just so bad. You ran up against the fence pretty much the whole way around the racetrack in a super late model. This was back when we ran like nine to one old Bush North motors that were turning 8,200 or 8,100 RPM. So it just was, that to me was just the coolest racetrack that we've been to. I wish I could go back, I, I, but they only race there once or twice a year. All right. Trevor Ward, he wants to know, uh, Who's been uh, some of your toughest competition, pass or down south? Um, up here, I gotta say, consistently, it's. I mean, you're always gonna race against DJ, no matter what. I mean, whether he has a 15th place car or a winning car, you're gonna have to race with him some way, shape, or form. He's always just been consistently racing with you, and then down south. I mean, you always have the big names. It's Majeski and Pollard and Nassi. Um, those are always going to be the guys you end up racing with down there, if you're any good. Uh, if not, then they're just going to be lapping you. But it, uh, those de definitely all those names. Chris Russell, he's got uh, he's got three questions. He's being a little greedy. <laughs> uh, I guess first one, um, 
Do you have any more plans to pursue a truck or Xfinity ride in the future? Which you kind of touched on that, but yeah, uh, I definitely do. Yeah, uh, he wants to know: Will you be at White Mountain at all this summer? I think so. Yeah, I keep telling the guys I want to put a dry sump motor in our car and run White Mountain, and they do not want to do it. I don't know why they don't want to do it at all. I know it's kind of stupid to do it, but it would just be cool to run a big motor up here. That must be all your dad, because you. I have a hard time believing Louie, an engine guy, doesn't want to add more <laughs> to a race car. <laughs> I think they're worried about the uh, the the weight and the fall off, but I don't know. I, I'd love to run it. I keep trying to get him to do it, and uh, we'll see. Maybe this year it'll happen. And his third question, we already kind of touched on as well, what's the experience like racing at the local level compared to the pro level? Uh, we pretty much... I think we covered most of that. Um, next question comes from Woody Pitcat. Uh, Derek, will I be seeing you in our special place at NHIS in a few weeks? <laughs> you sure will. Yep. <laughs> Laughing, crying emoji. So there's a backstory to this one. Yeah. we, we so He calls it a special place. I walked into the bathroom and, uh, and cracked the joke. And I, he loved it. He thought it was the best thing in the world. I asked him. It was like a stupid dad joke. I said, is this where all the dicks come to hang out? And he thought <laughs> he thought it was the best thing in the world. And every time I see him, he doesn't let me. Uh, I, that's all That's all he says to me. <laughs> so. That sounds like something Woody would enjoy too much. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Woody is the epitome of a just walking dad joke. <laughs> it's, uh, I think all I see is one more um, from Andy Byron. He just wants to know uh, biggest to the smallest track you finished top 10 at, whatever that means. The biggest to the smallest. Um, I, well, I would, man, I don't know. I've run at Pocono, I finished top 10, and I've run at Hudson and finished top 10. I don't know if that counts, but I don't know if that's what he's looking for or not. I get it small if I've ever heard of it. Yeah, that, yeah. Works, for, that works for me. <laughs> yeah there there was uh there was one more here from uh, a tyler p he says uh sup boys question for all four of you what are some of the biggest differences between running down south versus the northeast Ooh, motors straight talent. away <laughs> yeah motors talent uh Con- like- concept of time <laughs> money. <laughs> money really money and 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 uh investments into race cars uh whereas like us northerners i feel like we're a little bit more like nose the grindstone a little bit than the guys down south and there's not like i said earlier there's nothing wrong with that by any means it's just a different style of racing i think uh down south that's a lot more like win at all cost and up here it's more of like man if i smash this guy out of the way to win i'm gonna have to deal with him next weekend and he's either going to punch me in the face or wreck my race car. Or both. Or both, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I've seen Mike Rowe do it. <laughs> yep. That, that's kind of fitting because uh, he did have a second part of his question, which is, uh, I mean, you don't really have to say specifically any uh, instance, but uh, have you ever gone after someone after the checkered like me Amigo did? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like, totally intentional i just pulled up actually it was carson hosovar and we're somewhat 
friends now. I, I wouldn't call them friends, but we talk to each other from time to time. And um, man, he just smashed me out of the way one one time at Jennerstown so bad on a green white checkered, and and uh, I was really frustrated. So I just pulled up beside him to scuff up against him, and um, and I accidentally tore well intentionally accidentally tore his entire nose off like cowl forward both fenders the hood the nose cone the like it ripped the cowl off the windshield and everything and i was unscathed i don't know how it happened but they had to sauce all the front fenders off the whole front of the nose off in victory they finished third um and uh it was hilarious because then we went to the derby later that year and zach his crew chief is like hey i gotta talk to you i'm like oh boy here we go it's like, did you mean to tear the entire nose off that car at Jennerstown? I'm like, yep. And he goes, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been, I've been friends with those guys ever since. They, they're actually all really good people. The, um, the Van Dorn guys. I, I will say, so I was actually at that race. It was my first time at Jennerstown. And I was sitting with uh, one of our good pals, Mike Rainville. And uh, we were sitting there at the green white checkered. I think we had been placing some bets or whatever. And Carson was starting underneath you in third or whatever, and you were in fourth, whichever way it, it happened. But uh, we were like, he, Carson's going to do something stupid here, and Derek's going to get the shit under the stick. Like, we just saw it coming, and then sure it does. <laughs> and, and then sure as shit, it does happen. And we were motherfucking Carson for the rest of the night. But then it was so awesome because you pulled up next to him, and, like, I've obviously watched you race a ton up here. Like, I've never really seen that type of, like, aggression out of you. So I'm like, this is cool. Like, hell yeah. And you pulled <laughs> it was just it very much was just a little subtle like scuff like next to him and Carson just comes into victory lane just the fucking whole front end folded over the hood like off to the side and he just gets out like I'm walking down the front stretch and he's just like looking at the car like shaking his head and his guys are like I don't I don't know like and I <laughs> at the time and so I walk down to the pit area and I'm just like standing there and I'm like looking at your car and I'm like how did there's not even a scratch on his car. And I'm like looking at the car, like pointing at it, like looking back at Carson's. I was like, how the hell did he do that? So for someone who doesn't wreck people that often, that was pretty impressive. One for one. Yeah. That <laughs> was always one of the things I liked racing against you, Derek, when I was when we ran late miles together was you were never like an angry or aggressive. You never really got mad. Um, I bring up this story a little bit to to talk about the type of person you are, but a little bit to shit on Dave Farrington, because I actually got paid a hundred dollars this week for shitting on Dave Farrington on previous episodes. So any chance to bring this up again, I will. Um, there was a race at Oxford. I was, I was overlapped. Um, a lot of good cars were overlapped. I was battling for position with Joey pole, DJ Wayne, Helliwell. Um, but as past does, they left us all up front. Um, I remember this. <laughs> and I think you were third and you had a really good race car and you probably should have been battling for the win, but instead I was in your fucking way for like six laps. And, uh, you eventually wiggled me enough out of the groove and you got by me. And uh, you went on to finish third and I went over and I was like, Hey man, like, I'm sorry. You know, I was racing for the lucky dog racing for position and you were good. You were, you laughed about it. We joked about it. Um, and then I got home and Dave Farrington was crying like a, uh, like a big, big old bitch on the internet. So, um, oh I, no. I just I don't was, even know. I, he never got by me. I don't know why he was so mad at me, but he blamed me for not getting out of the way or pulling over to let the leaders go. And I cost him a bunch of spots, I guess in hindsight, it was worth it. But um like i said more or less a, a reason to shit on him but also while we're talking to you you are involved so <laughs> i love it yeah that was uh i i remember it it didn't really um i'm usually not that mad until like you like right rear me off the backstretch or anything like that usually 
Yeah, that's when that, that happened. That's the only time I kind of get pressure. Was that? Uh, yeah, that happened like a few weeks later. May have been car number not 40, not 42, but somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Yep, very well-established main racer. And uh, may have the same last even... name as a famous NASCAR driver that ran a rainbow car. Uh, First correct. name rhymes with Macy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tracy, for sending me off from the tractor tire and almost killing uh, Connor from Speed 51. He was in scaffolding like 35 feet up in the air with a camera. And I went at him, I mean, as fast as down the back stretch as we could go. And I thought I was going to kill him. I thought he was going to die, really, on my car. I thought he was going to fall off, land on my car, and the camera was going to kill him after he fell on top of me. That was that was egregious. That happened like two rows in front of me, and I think my words were, he just tried to kill Derek Griffith on that. I didn't even, I don't even think we made contact or anything. Like, he slid all the way up in turn one, and I just filled the gap. And I thought I was like, I like, was as clear and clean as could be. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm facing the wrong way. I'm going, I'm, I'm going towards the grandstands. And, uh, and yeah, my crew is not very happy about that. And I wasn't either. Yeah, I, I can see how that would be a, that'd be a big old problem. But, uh, so we obviously touched a, lot, a little bit that you were going to be uh, running late models and stuff and just kind of focusing on that for this whole year. What are uh, some of the races you're looking forward to where you're going? Uh, and, uh, yeah, were you going to go to Berlin, I assume again this year and any new tracks on the schedule? Um, yeah, I don't know what, as far as new tracks, we're talking about North Wilkesboro. It's kind of a tough deal for us to get down there and do it. Um, but it's possible. So I want to do it. It just seems like it's, who knows if this is ever going to happen again, to be honest, I'd like for it to happen more, but I mean, sometimes these big, cool deals don't work. And if it doesn't work, they're going to shut it down. So I'd like to run there before you don't get to run there. Um, if that ever happens. Uh, so there, uh, Thompson this weekend, I'm super excited about, I love Thompson. It's one of my favorite racetracks to race at. Um, we're going to run loud in again. Um, we have a little PTSD going there. And so <laughs> why <laughs> what happened? Oh, uh, nothing that just, if you check that panel, uh, behind <laughs> them, if you check the roof part, it's probably all ground off, but uh -oh. um, yeah, just, there was some incident, uh, but uh so Loudon will be good i think i hope um and that place like owes us one man we've been so good there almost every time i've went and just something always happens every single time like no matter what car i'm in no matter what i'm racing i mean i've been there in three different chassis uh and it just actually yeah three different chassis and every time it's been good and it just doesn't work out so Hopefully we can pull it all together because I love racing there. It's a cool, really cool racetrack. Um, and as far as the rest of the races go, maybe Nashville. We're going to run the Derby again. Um, I don't know. We're going to dance around and see what we can do. I think the red the red bumper covers are going to turn it all around for you. Yeah, they're back. Thank God they're back. Yeah. I had a spot-on curse, I think. And I love spot-on. I love everyone at spot-on. But, man, since we had them on the car, there's been some very terrible things that have happened and I, I don't want to blame it on them, but man, it's, it's hard. It's a very easy, they're the scapegoat. It's very easy to do that. We, we ever going back to just an all black race car? Or are we just going to keep the red bumpers on for the rest of the time? Uh, our Southern, like our big motor cars is probably going to keep the black bumpers, but 
I think we'll we'll have red nose cone and tail cone uh, for for all this year in our, in our crate car at least. I was going to say, as long as if you go out there and win this weekend, I think that that means you have to keep it on for all cars, all divisions, yeah, yeah. all regions, and yeah, yeah definitely. What, what we're going to go Xfinity racing with this ugly red nose and tail cone wrap <laughs> like monstrosity. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the hell is going on here? Well, it's, a, it's a throwback. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to get, if you're going to go hop into an Xfinity car and finish 30th, at least look the part. Yeah. yeah right. I'll, hey, that's what it takes. Yeah. 20, 26 G coming at you. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that this has been good, pal. We, we appreciate you uh, lending us your time here. Uh, we know that you're typically busy, but it seems as though we're both sick as fuck. So uh, uh, it seemed like it lined up in uh, 212. That's that's all you, man. For sure. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, congrats, too, on everything. It's pretty cool to see this thing grow as much as it has and uh, hear the stories and see you guys meet all the people. And it's uh, it's been pretty cool to see it all happen. Yeah, it's been pretty wild, and you've been pretty much uh, alongside of us for quite a while. I was actually looking for uh, some pictures to put on Patreon, people to ask questions, and I was scrolling through the camera roll, and there was like a uh, the 10,000 to win at Lee race. There was like a picture of you and I there. That was yeah. like 2021. That was very, very early on the podcast. There was, a, there was a couple pictures where I still had a mullet. So that's going back <laughs> quite a ways. Uh, that's about probably 250,000 downloads ago, so. Uh, been uh, super cool to uh, obviously grow this, but uh, it's been been cool to follow your journey, and uh, hopefully we can get back on those winning ways. It'd be it'd be a storybook uh, win if you're able to go out there and park that thing in victory lane at Loudon. Yeah, I hope so, man. They tell me not to do any donuts or burnouts, but I'm if I'm fucking hammering down if it happens. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna burn the thing down. <laughs> just, just tell Louie we said it was okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> As a uh, as a fellow member of the Got Upside Down Once Club, um, I won. I was a, there for that. I won a year to the day uh, later, so or that I won opening day the next year. So maybe that's good omen. Maybe you're going to win a year later too. I sure hope so. We'll see. Well, fingers crossed, man. I I made sure that on the show post I put a, a picture of you uh, in victory lane at Thompson. So hopefully that's a good omen for this weekend. It, it looks like the weather. Uh, I, it, Especially according to the people on Facebook, the weather is going to be awfully shitty on Saturday. Um, obviously, the, <laughs> yep. the amateur meteorologists are out in midseason form already. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, you guys are able to get the race in. Hopefully, you're able to park thing victory lane. But you know, worst case, you guys got a race on Sunday, and we're there for it. And uh, we might have to come blue at Brigade Victory Lane if you end up there. Oh uh, yeah, it sounds good to me. And uh, if we're racing Sunday. It might be bad for all of us. Uh, we're probably not going to feel too great. So um, that's just not – I mean, it'll be good. Usually I run better when I'm hungover, but we'll see. I'll have to come find you guys this year and see where you're parked at. Yeah, you you heard it here first. Uh, invest in stock in the clubhouse uh, at Thompson Speedway before before Friday if it does look like it's going to rain. <laughs> yes, lots of money. Rainouts are bad for the liver. <laughs> Your your crew is bad for the liver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're professionals, like real deal professionals. It's absolutely incredible. I can't keep up, not even close. I have not no even close. real plans of getting too banged up on Star Classic Sunday of last year while uh, the mods were there, and then your dad, Louie, and Dolly showed up, and uh, good luck. We got banged up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's how it works. They're they're just there. 
they are like their own rolling party, like all the time. They don't need to be anywhere special. They don't need to have anyone. They're just, they do their own thing. It's pretty cool to see. And I'm lucky to have them, man. They're, they're awesome people. They, they very much are awesome people. They're, uh, they're one of us for sure. And uh, one last thing to uh, touch on that, what he was just talking about, there's a ton of pictures in my camera roll right now when I was scrolling through to find a picture of you, of uh, us on that Sunday. And uh, Woody went out there and won the race, but the race was rain shortened. So I was actually supposed to bring a camper back uh, to Maine and then end up at work the next morning at 7 a.m. Well, at about 6.30 at night, we were out in the parking lot with the camper still hooked up to my truck doing uh just drinking beers out of the trophy woody's trophy there's pictures of every single one of your crew members that were there uh doing the same exact thing that we were doing and then it ended up that i ended up unhooking the trailer and woody taking the trailer to massachusetts instead of me driving it home because i probably shouldn't have been behind the wheel of a camper uh so (laughs) yeah i was uh i definitely pumped the brakes for quite a while so that i could make it home but that camper sways like a motherfucker so it was uh ended up being a really fun night and uh well fun day i guess and uh you know, things are going pretty bad when you're still partying on a Sunday night or good, but good, bad. It's all, it all blends into one good weekend, right? That's all. Right. Yeah. Your, your, your crew's good for that. And, uh, we definitely appreciate <laughs> that. We, uh, we tend to find the uh, fun together a lot of times, especially at the Oxy 250 and stuff like that. So looking forward to uh, a ton more fun and, uh, good luck this weekend at Thompson. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you there. That interview was brought to you <laughs> by home track. Is your favorite streaming service or reruns of ridiculousness starting to get old? This week's episode is brought to you by Home Track over on YouTube. Follow the Home Track crew and their adventures on and off the track as they compete full time in the NEMA series in 2023. Home Track video offers all of the action of a New England race day, all wrapped up in a convenient YouTube video format. Head on over to youtube.com/hometrackracing today. Be sure to subscribe and let them know that BFP sent you in the comments of their latest video. Wow, I uh, only had one stroke in the re-recording of that because I completely uh, struck out on word two the first that's time. That's two false starts. <laughs> um, yeah, the DG12 interview you just heard. Uh, very appreciative of Derek and giving us his time. We're big fans of Derek. Uh, we got about five minutes into the first one, and it just was not going well. Uh, Charlie and Derek were having a great conversation while me and Brad were frozen on their screen. Yeah, um, and they were frozen on ours, and Brad and I had our own little private discussion for like a minute, and we said we should probably start this over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely hate wasting people's time, especially uh, people that are uh, you know busy like Derek uh, getting ready for Thompson this weekend. And yeah, we started recording and uh, could very well. It was weird because the the intro before we even clicked record, everything was fine, and then we clicked record and it immediately went to ah, ah, like ah, like we had ah, Luke Baldwin ah, on all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was actually uh, take two was perfect. I think, um, definitely, uh, seemed a lot, lot better. Uh, there wasn't much freezing and, uh, it was really cool to catch up with Derek. We haven't had him on in uh, quite a while. So we were able to, uh, learn about what he has uh, in store this year and uh, next year, everything in, in between. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to, uh, kick off part two, uh, with just the weekend re- recap. And, uh, I don't think we did a did a whole lot. Bob and I went to a, a concert. Had a great uh, time <laughs> last. Uh, I last tried Tuesday. my best. I tried my best to bail on him, like I normally. Do. That's my biggest flaw as a human. <laughs> That's, is that your is toxic trait? I love concerts. So when people are like, "Hey, you want to go to this concert?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then like the day before, I get like it's not even like anxiety. I just like I just don't want to go. And Brad was like, I had remembered that the concert was happening all along. And Brad texted me like Monday afternoon of last week. He's like, "Oh yeah, fucking." 
forgot all about the Jaden show tomorrow night. And I'm like, yeah, man, like, if you don't want to go, like, that's fine with me. But, like, if you want to go, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I already bought the tickets. We're going. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. And uh, literally, quite literally, listened, started listening to Beauty School Dropout on the way to the show because I'd never heard of them. I'd heard of a couple Jaden songs. Um, uh, turns out they're pop punk, like emo pop punk. And, uh, Shit, I have worn their Spotify channels out in the last week. Oh, ever yeah. since then, they're they're right uh, up our alley. When you said it was rap, I was like, I hope you don't <laughs> think it's rap or don't want it to be rap because that that's right. Uh, that's like our genre. That's like uh, walking into uh, Wild that West. Mean, that Atlantic must City. mean I'm. Uh, it must mean I'm old because uh, Machine Gun Kelly was a rapper to me, and you said he opened for Machine Gun Kelly. I forget he's like pop punk now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. Like, I'm a huge fan of Beauty School Dropout now. I am just wearing out the song freak. It was uh, it was cool because. <laughs> Like I learned about Jaden through other sources, and then I, I said it on this podcast. And the next day, um, I did get a Snapchat from our good pal and former guest Alman Evans, who uh, said uh, or was listening to uh, one of Jaden's songs. I believe it was "Angels and Demons," the one that I said to listen to, and he was just like, "Great recommendation." I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah. I love when people uh, listen listen to uh, the show and then you know go listen to whatever we say to listen to. Uh, definitely go over and watch Home Track on YouTube. Uh, can't thank them enough for jumping on board. We're going to be uh, sharing their stuff to our socials throughout the year. Um, as they get the year kicked off, um, and uh, the New England racing season kicks off uh, this week. But um, before we go too much further, yeah, yeah Bobby and I were, um, we walked in um, to this concert. There was uh, upwards of 10 people there. And uh, as we're walking down, um, saw a lot of teenagers in Thrasher t-shirts, um, <laughs> which was a which was a tough one. And uh, a lot of <laughs> lot of people not holding beers. Yeah, as Brad and I were double fisting. Yeah, when, when we walked in, so they the way that the uh, the place was set up is just super old theater. You kind of like walk through the middle, and then down to the left is like the whole stage and everything. And uh, state theater the, is a dump. For those who I love the state theater. It's one of my favorite music venues. Yeah, there's there's three bars basically. Um, that we can see uh, walking along the back aisle, I guess. And uh, none of them have a line. None of them have a person at it, but they all have workers at it. And we were like, okay. So we walk over and we're like, yeah, can we get a beer? And she's like, do you have a wristband? We were like, oh, no. Yeah, we definitely didn't even get those. Like the lady at the door just assumed probably that we were also 16 or 14. <laughs> and uh, so, we, yeah, there we many wristbands. <laughs> we, we, we walked down and we, there was, we, we did the look around a couple times. There was probably under 20 people there that were over the age of uh, us. So well, that was only during the opener. It filled in um, quite a bit there once Beauty School Dropout came out. Yeah. And uh, obviously Jaden, which is why everyone was there. But uh, there was a few moments where Brad and I, we were uh, we were Adam Sandler. In, yeah. uh, in, <laughs> was it Big Daddy? No. Yeah, where is he? What uh, is, no, it wasn't Big Daddy. Where he's sitting in the, kinder, the, kid, yeah. the kindergarten classroom with all the kids. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, you get it. Uh, Billy Madison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Back to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I recommend anyone go listen to Jaden's music if you like uh, the old school fucking My Chemical at Romance. One, at one point, I made a joke about, oh, these guys are kind of like Imagine Dragons, um, but it was a less appropriate joke. And then uh, Beauty School Dropout was like, thank you, everybody. We're Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> uh, I'm like, that was a lot weird looking to my brain. Yeah. I'm not uh <laughs> not sure how you pulled that one out or how that uh, ever came to be, but that like we both looked at each other we were like, did they just fucking say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Um, and yeah, then proceeded to play a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did happen. Um, but that was all the way back on Tuesday. Um, not a whole lot of racing, obviously, throughout the week, and uh, that leads into uh, Coda. Um, I guess on on Saturday, did anyone uh, do any sort of race caring other than watching it on the television this week? Nope. 
we we got the uh, limited done. Oh yeah, I got my car done too. Yeah, we uh we we went to the shop, got the limited done. I uh, got it all wrapped up. Nate's all horned up. It's got his name on the roof. So uh, well, no- he was driving it. Nothing better for a seventeen-year-old kid than to see that on the roof of a race car. So he's all excited. We're gonna unveil it this week. Uh, yeah, you get it this weekend at the uh, hockey game. Uh, you boys have seen it. Looks pretty cool. So excited to yeah. uh, show that to the public on Saturday. And then uh, yeah, Coda was just a shit show. Yeah, watched uh, watched all of the NASCARing. Um, watched a little bit of. <clears throat> Caraway watched Ooh, a little bit actually, of I did watch the uh, the Cars Tour race. Yeah. Which was actually really fucking good. They yeah. that series does a phenomenal job. I rewatched that race last night. Um a good field late models, twenty five thirty, however yeah. many. I don't think they had a single natural yellow till the very, very end. You know, they had a couple of their they have a forty lap consecutive rule where they throw a yellow. Um but yeah, like that series does they're getting pretty fun to watch. A lot of a lot of good looking race cars too. Um I'm not a big black race car kind of guy, but that eight car is sharp. Yeah, it's um, got the old school vibe, the yeah. the yellow, the orange, the red. Um, like that. And uh, it was like $7,000 to win too, which is uh, pretty good for a late model purse. Um, and then uh, and then it actually proceeded to kind of flip through the flow racing channels, which you can get into a bit of a rabbit hole on those for sure. And um, I went back and forth between the smart uh, modified tour race at Caraway and then back to... Uh, where were the late models at? They were at Florence. Uh, Florence. Florence. And uh, after <clears throat> the late models did late modeling, um, there was a bang banger race in which there was some cousin with a sunroof. Mm. That did happen. And uh, yeah, don't whatever you, you do, buddy. Don't I did, don't put some sheet metal over I, there. I didn't, he didn't do very well. If you were curious, I didn't. I didn't see it because <laughs> I turned it off. But I saw it on Charlie's Snapchat story. Um, but yeah, I I did. Uh, I had car store at Florence in my notes. I just said uh, looked like a plate race early. There was two by two for pretty much the yeah. whole field the, and uh, the uh, full body mostly ride series. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Carson Quapel finally or uh, slowly made his way to the front past uh, Butterbean and. Uh, Looked like it looked like at the end. Uh, Ronnie Bassett had a lot of juice left. Was going to be able to make a make a little fight out of it, but uh, he, him and, that him he and was uh, he was making moves on all the restarts. They were abusing Mini Tyrell like they were using yeah. him up. Bad. Yeah, every car that got to have used him up. That uh, that zero three, that <clears throat> Butterbean Queen. Yeah, hell of a name by the way. Hell, of, he seems like a hell of a guy too. A, a nice interview. That that number font on that. I can't tell if I I like it. I hate it, or if I want to throw up. It uh, it's very like more of the back too. I think like, his like his, and that's the point. Oh. His first like his family owned late models were all like Mario Brothers themed. Okay, so now that he drives, I think he drives for CE Falk now, or Lee Pulliam. Some he drives for one of the like high name late model stock owners. Um, but he's kept that pixelated O three as that's kind of like his thing. Gotcha. Interesting. Very ugly. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, but it looked more like when he had his family-owned cars, when there was like Mario and Luigi and a mushroom on his car, it <laughs> seemed like it, it fit better. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I uh, I was flipping through Flow Racing as well, and uh, I did get to the um, the uh, uh, no, sorry the uh, Smart Mods, not Car Store at uh, Caraway. Finally, um, I was kind of flipping back between that and the late models, and holy shit, did they have eighty-two support divisions at fucking. Caraway. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I kept flipping back, and there was a different version of Bang Bangers out, and then there was 602 mods. Right, we and had, then there was Bang Bangers again. We had, I like, will what the fuck? never understand why there are, at some racetracks, two, three, sometimes four, four-cylinder divisions. Yeah, we had mini stocks. Um, 
I will refrain from calling them uh, what I what shit I shit boxes. No, no late uh, models with extra chromosomes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, good thing you refrain from doing yeah, that. I said, I, I said I was gonna stop saying that joke. Definitely, but, uh, we'll, uh, give it, we'll let it stretch its legs <laughs> one more week. Definitely um, refrain from calling them late models with extra chromosomes. Yeah, you that's can't at Bsauce nine six. They had those things. Then they had a uh, um, like pure stocks, which is like another bang banger. Mini stocks, but like more mini and more stock. <laughs> and then you had cop cars. There was uh, upwards of not three, not five, but four. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they ran those after the Smart Tour, um, which is good. Uh, yeah, one, one cousin, the guy that won the race, won by, I think, half a lap. And the guy in second got out, undid his uh, his two-piece fire suit, Leaned up against the hood and did his interview with a beer in his hand. Respect. Bush light right on the front stretch there. Uh, if anyone brings me a beer to Victory Lane this summer, I'll do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Smart Tour Modified brings me uh, my weapon of the week this week. Uh, Brandon Ward picked up the win. Uh, Ward was a former Pass South super late model driver. Um, if you recognize that name, that's probably why. Um, I don't know who the Cuzzy Pal was that I'm nominating for weapon of the week, but he crashed into him on his victory lap. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Good going, you doofus. Guy's trying to celebrate a win, and you crash into him. Um, the same guy spun out a couple times during the race. Doesn't look like he's very good at it. How far back do you have to be to have the driver that wins go all the way around the racetrack one more time and then go into turn one and then go to turn around, and you're still racing back to the checkered flag? <laughs> <laughs> Never give up. <laughs> Holy shit. Park the thing, bud. <laughs> Somebody needs to rip the plug wires off the distributor. The guy went fucking down the back shooting second gear going 30, and you were still <laughs> buzzing around him. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Maybe if you keep racing after the checkered flag, you get those laps back. <laughs> Lindsay, I guess Lindsay so. was watching that with me, too, and she was like, did that really just happen? Did the leader just get hit? Yeah. We also had... Uh, the Arca Menards uh, thrilling series uh, event at Five Flag Speedway that had upwards of 13 race cars there. Leave it to NASCAR um, to fucking destroy a series that was I'll, actually I'll redact the fan who submitted a Weapon of the Week nomination, and I will redact the name of the driver involved because it may af affect their employment, but uh, a girl crashed into the pit wall after qualifying in the Arca race uh, at Five Flags. So. Like, sing <laughs> like single car qualifying? Yeah, drove into the end of the pit wall. On <laughs> On her, on her exit lap. Oh, on her my exit God. lap. Yeah, coming into the pits after qualifying, drove right into the blunt edge of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> was the car sponsored by either uh, Yahoo or Mobile One? No, no, oh, it wasn't. Wow. It was actually to the point where I'd never heard, um, did some research, because I asked him, like, LMAO on brand, who was it? <laughs> and I didn't get a response back, so I'm like, oh, right, can't. Um. That is the most female Arca shit I have <laughs> ever heard in my life. Yeah, They fixed it and ran the race, but <laughs> that is <sighs> that is... 30 minutes away from a booby store call out of, yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say that yeah. I did flip to the ARCA race in my flow racing surfing. Uh, I tuned in at, ep at, not episode, Jesus Christ, lap 110 of 200. There were 13 cars total and five were on the lead lap. I had wrote on our, our Facebook page <laughs> under my own personal uh, page that I would rather get intimate with a cactus than watch that, and I still stand by that statement. I think the funniest, the, the funniest, uh, comment on that was Mason Dunn saying, uh, imagine being the guy celebrating seventh five laps. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah. He's become one. quite a little show contributor yeah, to us via social media. I'm a big fan. Of I that. like a Mason Dunn. It, yeah. uh, it was a good trade off for uh, losing his luggage down the <laughs> middle of Speedway Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, we did actually have one Patreon question that didn't really uh, have anything to do. Uh, well, it kind of did, but I yeah, would assume they wouldn't really was, dabble in it. I was trying to like save a couple for this part of it. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the this one's this one was definitely one that I held off on and Bobby did as well that I felt like it was a it was a good one. Um best Daytona story that you do and do not remember uh, or do or do and don't remember that someone told you the next day. I fell in the bushes once. I uh, apparently took a hard left down the wrong <laughs> street whilst walking yeah. and uh needed a need an Uber ride via wheelchair back right. to the, uh, Yeah, you have no recollection of that at all. Yeah. No, I I uh that happened allegedly, and I all I remember is waking up face down, on not in like the breezeway into my bedroom of the Airbnb with about three hundred dollars in singles all over the fucking floor. Yeah. So, um, just a little bit of notes from what Charlie just said. Uh, <laughs> did we all took there? And I'm by we. I mean, the first year in Daytona will probably never be topped. But there was twenty five no. of us all walking down uh, off of A one A back to our Airbnb, hung a right. Everyone took a right, except for Charlie, went dead straight, walking dead, <laughs> zombie style. Um, and we had to have like someone go and be like, oh, sorry, sir, you got to come back this way. <laughs> Turned him in the right direction, and then he started falling over, so he got uh, carried like Jesus on the way to the cross. Um, and uh, just so happens that about a half a mile down the road underneath a street light was a abandoned wheelchair. I don't know. Who needed sent, it? Sent from God himself. <laughs> Other than that, Charlie. That made me a believer in God <laughs> this moment. I didn't think. Well, maybe I, I've always kind of thought that maybe not a, a God per se, but there is a, a power above, a higher power above. And um, I was, I'm a believer now because <laughs> we needed that wheelchair. We, we were not going to get you home. Oh. Dude, no, you were becoming <laughs> with every step. You became another six percent dead weight. Yeah, and 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 to, to Charlie's credit, he did call his shot like Babe Ruth. Yeah. He did say that that was his night. Um, he was gonna. He was obviously going through some shit. People that know. Uh, people that know. And yeah. um, yeah. So we found a wheelchair. Got a got all the way back. And the the best part of the night, um, for Charlie, <laughs> at least, was. He was such a problem, and we get back to the doorway. We get back to the doorway, and this kid hasn't had a pulse in like forty-five minutes. And we're, we're trying to get the wheelchair through the doorway; it won't work. So Charlie falls down on the ground of the doorway. Yeah, you, and you did cash, fall. He did, we needed a seatbelt. That <laughs> you did he, fall out like three times. He went straight, like flat face down on the in the doorway, and the cash went everywhere all over the floor and he was such like a problem sonic the hedgehog <laughs> gold coins everywhere he was such a problem that i was like um boys we're at least taking like five bucks each like this we are getting compensated for what just happened and i swear to god charlie wakes back up turns around gathers all the cash together Puts it like in his like sweatshirt pocket or something, and Puts then it in his underwear. And then, all we know, and then dies on the steps again. And then we had to lift him up to the next level of steps, and then the next level of steps, and then we just left him on the floor in front of his room because it was just such a process. Literally, like came back from the dead, picked up all of his cash, and then died again. It was like wow. Wow, what a uh, what a treat. Um, oh, I gotta cash, say, homie. I gotta say, uh, one thing that um, happened that. I uh, I won't use any names, 
because uh, they might be doing more important shit than we are. Um, uh, name but, is redacted. Uh, <clears throat> the best Daytona story that I didn't remember at the time um, was, or I didn't know what was happening at the time, was um, myself and an unnamed source, while another couple unnamed sources were perusing the beach. Um, one of them was Charlie. He was down there, but whatever. Um, so I broke my foot. No, no, we were playing no. catch that day. Uh-oh. So it was two unnamed sources. Charlie and I were down at the beach, and myself beach? and another beach? unnamed source. Let's go get away. Um, right. or Say one of the unnamed sources <laughs> were uh just standing there walking, and uh, we see something you know written in the sand, and we're like, "The fuck is that?" And okay. we're so hammered. I mean, this is like five in the morning, hammered. Like we are, we should be in bed, but we decided, hey, let's go to the ocean, like for no fucking reason. Can't so, get hungover if you don't go to bed. Yeah, it pretty much one of them. And so I don't know what an unnamed source and Charlie were doing. These are all men, by the way. Um, we're doing down at the water, probably holding hands or something, skipping rocks, rocks, and uh, so me and this other one are uh, standing and we're looking and we're like, what the fuck is this? So we start like, you know, stomping on like the, the words, the letters and shit. And like, we crossed out some things. We wrote uh, allegedly cunt uh, at one point. And uh, then we like all like kind of like wa- like wiped our eyes. And then all four of us are now by, by the water, throwing rocks, doing whatever we're doing. And then we come back and on the walk back through to the building, we were like, hey, what was that? You know, what, what the hell did that say? We, we step, take a step back and we start like, you know, clearing our eyes out and looking and shit. And we're like, oh my God. Like it was like a happy anniversary. It said like happy. Will you marry me? Eighth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been me <laughs> That would have been a good one. No, this said like happy like tenth or eighth or whatever anniversary. Cunt. <laughs> and then like Maria. <laughs> so uh, and and it was like a scene out of a movie where we all take a step back. The ocean's just slowly like. You know, waves are crashing in, and we like now realize what the fuck we just did, and we just single handedly all turned around at the big giant building behind us, and we were like, "Ooh, someone, <laughs> someone was waiting on the sunrise, and uh, they are gonna be none too happy now." So um, that was uh, probably the one, definitely one of the, the blurry moments of Daytona that I didn't know what was happening at the time, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I. Or Bob, the, Bob, you got anything? Or the how? How much does a ceiling tile cost? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a silly. What question. was it? Uh, moments we don't remember. Yeah, it was uh, <clears throat> moments we've been told have happened. Best Daytona story that you do and don't remember that someone told uh, you the next day. Well, this past Daytona trip, I remember all of it. That's um, tough. Yeah. Yeah. I also uh, <laughs> remember all of it. the time before. Um, I don't. I don't know, man. I'd have to think about it. There it's, was. It's tough because I also like forget shit when I'm sober because I just don't retain information at all. Yeah. I think uh, um, Noah just popping in, or just the realization we all had of Noah being in our living room moments after he just tried to qualify for the Daytona 500. Yeah, that's that was cool. a that was a cool one. It's been a long time since I blacked out drunk. Like, I got roofied once. That doesn't count. Um, <laughs> that was that was the last time I. We've threw all up. been to the Brunswick Bob. That was the, uh, <laughs> no Cafe Sebago, right? Yeah. I mean, um, they had to change their name for a reason. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Fuck, I don't know. There's another Patreon question though in there that I skipped over about the NASC Cup race. If we want to talk about some rats and laughs, well, the uh, I, I think to just elaborate on uh, on Charlie's one more time, just for something that uh, stories that we do remember. Definitely uh, one of the cooler moments was like Charlie just mentioned uh, Noah the. 
the day that he f- tried to qualify for his first Daytona 500. I guess it was the night. The day of the race, he was at Winghouse with us. Um, obviously not drinking. Because he got but wrecked. He was. Um, no, he he was. Uh, well, he didn't b- qualify, before he before he went to go qualify right. uh, to go race the duels. He went. He came out to lunch with us. Was just kind of hanging out. Um, and uh, you know, pre showed up, so that was cool. Um, it was very, very weird. That was like one of the more eye opening moments. It was like, oh, these two guys are literally racing tonight, and we're just darfs. Um, and uh, so that was cool. And then Noah goes out there, <clears throat> was in a qualifying spot, got wrecked, and um, by Garrett thirty fifthly, and uh, then came back to our Airbnb that night, <clears throat> and we were gonna go out, and you know, the the race was the was being broadcasted again. It was a replay or whatever. And so Noah just sits down in the middle of the living room, and there is like like we said, this is the first year we were down there. There's like 20, 25 of our friends all in the living room. Um, kind of just having a beer, you know, having a good time and Noah, no beer in hand, just sitting cross crisscross on the floor, just watching the race. And, uh, <laughs> did feel bad because everyone was trying to leave and go to IHOP and we, we kind of got him to get up and watch the rest of the race on, the, on his phone. Um, that was uh, and then he, we actually ended up back at the Airbnb, and he ended up sleeping over um, on the couch before uh, going to qualify or going to practice and maybe qualify the Xfinity car on Friday. But that was definitely uh, the the first cool moment um, down in Daytona, and uh, I think Bob and I I mentioned it on the uh, the big jab this morning or this afternoon, whatever that uh, the coolest moment, at least in recent memory, um, probably one of the cooler moments that we'll ever have was uh, hanging out with Travis Pastrana and, and Noah this year. Uh, yeah, how was bus, the so. how was the big jab interview? I gave up after eight uh, busy signals. Well, we were uh, <laughs> apparently mistakenly given the, uh, the like, caller call-in line as if we're just listening to the show yeah. and uh, long time, participate. Long-time caller, first-time listener here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, apparently they only have two lines, big operation over there, and uh, we were the two lines. I think that was the exact <laughs> words that were in the email. Yeah. <laughs> we have two lines. That's, uh, that's the operation we're running over here. But, uh, and, uh, that was cool. Yeah, so we, we called in. Bob got a... Uh, Got kind of shut out on accident, so we apologize for that. That's fine. That's what I get for quitting, uh, <laughs> quitting for a year and then coming back. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was good. We uh, we got to promote the the hockey game for this Saturday a little bit and uh, kind of chatted back and forth with the boys and uh, told our story a little bit and had a couple laughs. I think. Yeah, definitely. They they were asking if they can expect any shenanigans, and uh, I said there's nothing planned. Uh, kind of just take them as we go, and uh, that my main goal was to um, go out there during the chuck a puck, retrieve the pucks, help out, and uh, not fall on my ass. Um, I'm for sure gonna throw so. one um, into our section like I did last year. I threw a tomato back up into our section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last, so. last year again. Last year I didn't want to say it on the air um, on the radio because. Um, we, that we can't give away our you know secrets of the shenanigans but last year we very much uh, asked if we could throw the pucks back up into the grandstands and we were everyone was trying to like rush the program along they're like yeah that's fine yeah cool and so we were like oh sweet awesome like really can we actually do that and they were like uh do what and we were like throw the pucks back up to our friends and they were like oh my god no and we were like oh yeah okay that makes more sense <laughs> Whoops. Uh, that's you, why I, they didn't say you couldn't throw the tomato <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, loopholes, Bob. Yeah, that's true. But uh, <laughs> rules are for everybody else. <laughs> but no, that was cool. The, those guys. Um, I got to be honest. I I don't get to listen to them because I'm not on or, uh, near a radio. I guess um, between I think noon and two or whatever they're on. But they seem to know us. They uh, seem to be listeners of the show, and that was super cool. Uh, definitely didn't expect that, and uh, it was cool to be able to promote Motorsports Night and talk about what we're uh, what we're doing. And and actually, the the cooler one of the coolest parts of. Uh, 
of the interview itself was actually after the interview. So yesterday, Maine Maple Sunday, um, my whole childhood, that was a big deal. That's a pretty big deal up here in Maine. I think New Hampshire and Vermont too or whatever. But um, so my dad and I, we go up and uh, we go up to my land that I inherited from my grandfather. It's just a hunting property, but there's this guy, uh, Seth, that lives up there. And there's only uh, one other person that lives on the road. And he's you basically have to drive through his driveway um, to get up there. But he has a big sugar shack there. And I was like, all right, like right, I'm going to go see you know what he's got going on. Um, bad idea to do it on uh, main maple Sunday because it was packed and, um, it wasn't packed. Like he doesn't advertise it. It's just that up there, not many people, I mean, there's not many people. So everyone was there, um, with all their kids and stuff and running around. And I always feel so weird because my grandfather was the most outdoorsy person of all time. And this guy, Seth, he's very outdoorsy. He lives like up in the middle of the woods and, uh, you know, goes hunting every season and, and just stuff like that. So when, when I go up there, you know, big city slicker and he's like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I got this podcast. And I just feel like such a fucking loser. Um, and so I'm telling <laughs> him, like, just yeah. say you work in accounting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, like me and my buddies have this podcast and all this stuff. And it, as the words are coming out of my mouth, like he seems interested in, in my mind, I'm like, shut the fuck up. He doesn't care. But we're on the big jab this morning and or this afternoon. And, and this isn't the guy that I talk to often. Um, talk to him like once a year. Immediately after the, the interview's over, I get a text. It just says, Seth Camp. Hey, that was a cool interview on the big jab. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. He's up there probably in his sugar house just listening to the big jab and uh, heard heard. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have internet up there, so like, he can't <laughs> listen to the pod, but they do get radio waves. Yeah. It was, so. uh, it was definitely cool. It was probably, I just, I, it, I you, you see like old, no videos or, or whatever um just like the olden days where like you're sitting around like a little radio playing with like wires and shit trying to get the signal to come in and i can only imagine that's what he was doing um listening to, got, listening got, to charlie and got i got styrofoam but on the bunny ears trying was, to get her dialed in it was uh, super cool that under 24 hours later we got foil. a got a little little uh, validation for uh, for what we do and we're uh, promoted on the the radio so that was definitely neat and uh uh, so the one question that was on Patreon, or the other question, I guess, that really just pertained to us, uh, it just says, <coughs> Trevor Ward says, uh, Pals, do you think that NASCAR should get rid of cautions for green-white checkers on road courses? Uh, I feel like yesterday's race was an anomaly. Like, it, that doesn't happen a lot or ever. Um, frustrating, yes, as a fan, <coughs> but yeah, I mean, I, you got to throw a caution. There was a tire carcass in the racetrack. I mean, you got you to do something. Yes, I I agree. Also, we could have probably used a little bit of common sense. It's a three and a half mile racetrack. It takes about two and a half minutes to get around it. Somebody probably very local to the tire carcass could have probably just run out and grabbed the fucking thing. Um, I I think that the biggest frustration is the just classic NASCAR inconsistency with how things are called or seemingly called for things such as that because i mean sometimes you get a fucking eight car pile up going into one they're fucking you know race cars scattered everywhere and they let them keep racing throughout the corners and then we throw a yellow for a tire carcass and it's like well what what are we doing and then one of the yellows was for a tire that wasn't even really off of the car yet it was just kind of dangling there so i don't know I don't know what the right answer is. It's yeah, you know, we we could have, we could sit here and talk about it for eleventeen hours. It doesn't. 
it doesn't matter. They're gonna just keep doing it the way they're doing it. So I, I think who that really cares what we. I think, think it was just magnified so hard because it was at Coda. Yeah, and, and it, takes, it takes fucking twenty minutes every time that a yellow comes out to re-rack the field, get it all set back up. Yeah, maybe like, set up a shortcut when you're into overtime. Like they don't want to set up a shortcut while they're counting actual race laps because that takes away from the overall distance of the event. And I agree with that 100%. Um, but if you get into a overtime situation, maybe build in a shortcut somewhere that we can cut three-quarters of a mile. Yeah, if they're all wrecking in one area, just put a joker lap and run that. Well, the, well so, no, I mean from riding around under yellow. You <laughs> I, was just under I, green. I, was, I was just being a fucking darf, but being completely serious. <laughs> that was that, just anything. That, that Leave it some Ross Chastain motherfucker would take the shortcut under green. I, I, just, I didn't hear see it in the rules. Yeah, you know? Ross Chastain's a fucking dildo. The, uh, no, that also, I think, combined with all of that shit, is that first turn at Coda is all of it to none of it very (laughs) very unique i guess is a good word to say for it where it's really unmatched to anything else that's on the circuit it's a like you said all of it on the throttle to none of it to a hard break to the sharpest Uh, up a hill yeah (laughs) Yeah. up a hill to the sharpest left-hand corner of all time and we're gonna file forty race cars into that right now. I, so it makes for cool shots on there restarts. Couple, There's six, couple nine wide. wide middles going in there. But like, it, you you get the novelty in it on a restart, and then they kind of figure it out. And uh, hats off Tyler Reddick because that motherfucker held him off each and every time, and he fucked up that restart each and every time, and still yeah. pulled off the win. So <clears throat> they they have to at the very least. You can't do unlimited restarts at a road course or something like that. I mean. Everyone sees anyone that's racing NASCAR 05, Chase for the Cup or whatever. You just sail the thing as far down as possible like Ross Chastain tries to do every time. I will say, so um, I obviously, people that haven't listened, Black Flag Playbook comes out Fridays. I gamble um, conservatively, but also I I do like sit there and watch highlights and look at numbers and stuff like that. And Ben Rhodes pretty good at, uh, at you know, at um road courses so i'm like all right yeah it's a good pick top three like really good odds the motherfucker shit out a drive shaft coming out of the last turn there's like 85 fucking turns there and he was literally coming down the straightaway and the drive shaft falls out of it he finishes 10th i just i lost like a hundred dollars i was like fan fucking tastic let's uh put that one in the bad beat department that that was a fucking real bad beat but i did make a lot of money on the uh, the overtime this uh this past weekend, I think the second overtime, I made a ton because I had Bowman and Chastain to finish in the top five and Cindric to be the top forward. Well, Cindric was like the fourth forward in line, and neither of those two guys were in the top five. I think Bowman was sixth um, at the second, or I think after the first one, going into the second one. So I ended up making a ton of money, but there was a lot of uh, videos on the internet because people, obviously, gambling is becoming uh, legal throughout the United States, and a lot of people have a lot of money on the line. Imagine that you have money on Tyler Reddick, and he's dick stomping the race and then there's a yellow and then there's another yellow and then there's another yellow and like charlie just said he he overshot the corner every fucking time he went into the corner so he just needed one guy to drive him like an idiot um kyle bush very much could have any of the time but kyle's a pretty respectable you know race car driver like that uh, as long as it's not under caution i did see someone say that on twitter that was pretty funny um but uh <laughs> equate it to this though where where sports gambling is getting so big that's like if you have money on i don't fucking know creighton to win by two points in the basketball game but they go up by two points and then they add two more minutes to the clock 
It's like it's like one of those things where it's like, holy fuck! I know that the, that has that NASCAR doesn't give a shit about sports gambling, but that is just uh, absolutely crazy to me. Certainly, that you made could go the, over, made all the Reddick better sweat it yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it's crazy that you could go over and over and over and over and over. I think that you need to do like a like a one overtime, like at a road course or two. I mean, three was the limit for the longest time, yeah, and now they made get, it unlimited. You get two tries, and then on the third one, everybody stops, gets out. Signs a waiver saying if you die on this next one, it's not on us, and we're racing back to the checkered regardless. <laughs> like full yeah. on like death race. Yeah, I mean, man, at a, at a road course that's that fucking big, just go green checkered. Like, why are we going green white checkered? It takes fucking three minutes to get around the place. That's actually another feasible um, option. In all honesty, with a road course, why not go green checkered? Yeah, I mean, they're if they tear shit up in turn five, well, guys are gonna get slowed down by turn five. You know, it's so. I don't know why that that's not uh, something that they look into. I'm sure that they'll turn, turn five miss that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure that they'll look into that in the off season and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, just uh, I had a, a terrible beat in Ben Rhodes finishing third, um, the last hundred yards, and then uh, I had AJ Allmendinger to win, which is cool. But him and that was the best race of the weekend. I think him and William Byron, anyone that w- watched the Xfinity race, they were sliding around. They were you know right on top of each other for pretty much the last 15 laps. Um, and it just seemed like one slip up by AJ and he was, he was done. I mean, he, he wrecked Sheldon Creed. So he, he's going to be my uh, weapon of the week. Cause I did have Sheldon Creed to finish in the top three, probably would have had both of those, but, um, that's my weapon of the week's either AJ or uh, me for chipping my tooth this morning, uh, which was, uh, just a real bad beat. I went to, uh, I went to the dentist like two weeks ago. And the dentist and the dental fucking hygienist or whatever were both like, oh, your teeth are so perfect. See, I'm like, great. Yeah, yeah, cool. Sweet. Get me out of here. I got to go back to work. And uh, so I wake up this morning. I'm pretty hungry. I'm like, I don't really have breakfast. And what do I have in my truck? I had sunflower seeds. I was like, I'll just snack on some sunflower seeds in the morning. Started snacking on some sunflower seeds, bit down, and I was like, that doesn't. That was a fucking rock. <laughs> that was not a sunflower seed. And then I like went to go clear. Like it felt like I had like a kernel in like my teeth or whatever. And I, like I went to go like clear it. And I'm like. Oh my god! There's like a chunk of my tooth missing. It's like behind. It's like the bottom tooth and behind it. It's like a there's like a ledge there. So now I got a fucking dead appointment for tomorrow morning. You know so how that's fantastic for a while like these automotive repair places like you'd bring your car in for a normal routine service, and then you'd be on your way home and something would break. <laughs> yeah. So you had to bring it back. Yeah. The dentist, <laughs> I think, did this to you. Yeah. <laughs> they talked about how great your teeth were. It's so and then just a little. When you weren't paying attention, and oh, oh, the needle slipped or whatever the thing they used to clean the little plaque thing, yeah. and uh, actually they broke your tooth and waited for you to finish breaking it. No, oh, that's a shame, Brad. Yeah, we we'll get you in tomorrow. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have an opening. Would you imagine that? You know, yeah. normally dent- dentists are booked out for seventeen fucking months, but hope we just happen to have an opening. Almost like we knew you'd be back. It's either that or somebody there actually snuck into your truck and. Uh... Put a rock <laughs> in your sunflower <laughs> seeds. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I uh, wouldn't be completely shocked in that. But no. big teeth <laughs> behind this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big uh, teeth is kind of sus. I, <laughs> <laughs> I almost asked Derek when he was talking about uh, <laughs> big teeth is kind of sus. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I almost asked Derek when he was uh, talking about cleaning out cars. I was gonna be like, hey, do you ever find any like COVID in there or anything or <laughs> any bats? <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Uh, speaking of big pharma, 
That was good. But uh, why was there so much dirt on the track yesterday? That one corner. Oh, they kept just not going on the racetrack. I, did, did every They're Joe like, this Gibbs, seems shorter? I think every Joe Gibbs car except for Ty spun out in the dirt. Like they just happened to be the first ones there. And it was like also, loud in twenty twenty. Also, here. terrible timing for when they threw that caution because that was actually shaping up to be a hell of a finish with Redick, who was like eleven tenths fucking faster than everybody on the racetrack. That's one point one seconds. Thanks, Bob. Welcome to the joke. Happy to have you here. And uh, he he was just cruising through the field, and there was a lot of strategy coming into play. And um, you know, Larry McReynolds has his fucking McNuggets flying through the fucking speakers of the TV, and then all of a sudden, yellow comes out, and it's like, all right, well, the the entire last hour of what they've been talking about doesn't fucking matter anymore because of the dirt that's been on the racetrack for the last forty five minutes. Now was a problem for some reason. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, it did get pretty fucking bad over there at one point, but I. I don't know. I'd, I've not been a big fan of road course racing, but uh, it seemed like this weekend, at least until the end, was uh, fairly good racing. Um, I think all I I didn't see the truck race at all, but I think but between the Xfinity race and the uh, Cup race that they were both actually pretty damn good races. Yeah, I think that was the case for sure. Um, and now we're going to an absolute snoozer racetrack, uh, Richmond. So I am looking forward to watching the Modifieds on Friday night. Yep. Um, uh, this upcoming weekend, I guess. Well, obviously, uh, if this is your first ever episode listening to us, welcome. Um, come to the main Mariners game this Friday. Yes. Saturday. This Saturday. Um, Friday. Um, you've met him, Brad. I think, Charlie, you met him, too. Jeremy, friend of the program from Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never met the kid. He's staying, staying at your house. Staying at my house all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, he flies in Friday night. Um, probably going to bring him to Eric's church just because. I mean, when in Rome, right? Yeah. Um, but he flies in... Um, I think, but or he flies into Boston, so he'll be he'll be hopefully late enough that I can watch the modified race at Richmond. Motherfuckers coming racing. all the way from Michigan for an ECHL hockey game and Thompson, yeah, and, and, Thompson. and a weekly show at Thompson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah gotta respect the shit out of that. I uh, mean, I feel like the uh, I I hope that the the weather gods or whatever up there actually reward him, and uh, Saturday slate just gets pushed to Sunday. But that um, would be uh, an incredibly lucky break for all of us involved. Yeah, yes. that wouldn't suck. Yes, that would be a very early uh, Sunday, which would uh, what a damn shame it would be if we didn't have to go out to the old port on Saturday night. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm go to the old port Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, little uh, might as well just sleep in the old port. Let's all just get one hotel. Well, I guess my sister actually looked into getting um, a hotel at the Holiday Inn just for old times' sake, like the old beach <laughs> oh, banquets. Yeah. But man, do they charge a lot of money for that? Oh place yeah, on they're the awful proud of that fucking place. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like four hundred bucks a night. Yeah, or something stupid. Sure like that. is. Yeah. Uh, I said, Nicole, I'm driving back home. I'm not <laughs> fucking doing that. Yeah. yeah, perks of living, fucking seven minutes from uh, there. Uh, apparently, they used that. to give Beechridge quite the rate break. On the rooms. Yeah. So that used to be like a hundred bucks for a Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, well, when you're getting the entire floor, they're they're making it up that that way. But uh, no. Uh, also, uh, if you're listening to this, it's either going to be Monday night or Tuesday morning on your way to work, and uh, it's officially BFP Day in America. We're going to have uh, round two of the Black Flag Podcast I Late Model Stock Car Tour. I stunks. Uh, I stunks. You get it. Uh, where. Uh, Kind of uh, actually made it a decent little show last week. So uh, proud of the efforts that we put in there. Spencer Morth, yeah, Spencer Morth, Spencer Morse, um, uh, hopping on board there, doing some announcing with me. And uh, we had a good time. Devin Landry pulled off the victory in the inaugural BFP iRacing event. Uh, that The um, same Devin Landry who I spent $50 on, on at a strip club in uh, Hickory, North Carolina. Last allegedly. Weekend. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so uh, anybody who is uh, listening right now, make sure that you uh, block off 8 p.m. Uh, to come hang out with us idiots online. 
Uh, last week, the server filled up in under two minutes this time. Um, so it yeah. uh, certainly seems to be a hot commodity. I, If I could add more people to the server, I would, but it maxes out at 64. Uh, so first come, first serve. I'm telling you now, a day ahead of time, it's at 8 o'clock. If you're late, that's on you. We will put up another creature feature event, too. It's going to be the same exact setup, uh, just not uh, babysat or televised. And I don't want to hear about you missing the race because I'm telling you right now what time it is. Yeah, I did uh, just, well, I'm um, bummer that I missed that one. Uh, it sounds like I probably will uh, be tardy to watching the uh, event um, with uh, having to go pick up some T-shirts for this weekend. But um, did uh, see some controversy on the face space weird um at a video game race but yeah i tuned into i I watched a little bit of the broadcast the next day during my lunch break just fast forwarded to just a random section towards the end of the race and i saw joey israelson clean out sean kibble under yellow and i'm like well i picked a good time to tune in yeah uh (laughs) for those that didn't watch any of it so I know it's a video game, and I know it, and people are going to yell at me, no, it's a lifestyle. No, it's a video <laughs> game. It, it's it, a li- <laughs> <laughs> go, go either back to the, the video on Facebook or go to our YouTube channel, look up the race, go to the last chance qualifier race because uh, Tyler Lerman, uh, Preston DeMello, and um, fucking what's his name uh, actually races real cars. Oh, him? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dale Jr. Somebody else. Oh, my God. That's going to drive me nuts. Anyway, they're fighting for the lead and uh, taking two people from the LCQ, and their top two wreck each other, and they're both already in the show. Tyler Lerman busts down into the, the lead there, and Preston DeMello comes across, again, both in the transfer spot, comes across his nose, and it it's actually a pretty decent little race. So go ahead and watch that. Get us some uh, watches or likes or views or whatever, and uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and all that horseshit. Yeah, and we will be. Uh, uh, we do have some openings coming up for uh, some upcoming shows to uh, to sponsor, and we're going to try to uh, figure out a way to incorporate the iRacing uh, i stonks uh, into uh, the uh, app. If we can, episode. if we can get over five hundred views on the YouTube video, um, I'll give you Brad's personal login information for OnlyFans. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, like do like the to my the, account? The, yeah, the accounts the... that you pay for to watch, <laughs> the, the people can have. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, Brad yeah. doesn't have an OnlyFans <laughs> account. Say, I, just, I was gonna say, why would I pay for that shit? I just was gonna <laughs> come up with the most the internet off the wall is so shit I to have, offer. I have never understood <laughs> the, the whole paying for nuds. The internet is free. Yeah. The, literally, Pornhub, Reddit. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Twitter. I mean, like I know, <laughs> I know that. Uh, like, obviously, it sounds weird that we have a Patreon and we're saying that everything's free. But, like, we, there's content <laughs> that goes on to... Obviously, it's OnlyFans is content. But it's like, why would you pay for, like, a like a, like a titty picture when you there's other means of seeing that? I'd rather pay <laughs> to ask podcasters questions than see titties on the internet. Me so. too, Bob. Me too. 469 a month, patreon.com. Also, we do some cool giveaways forward slash? where uh, you Could can... Be. Sideways slash... Squiggly slash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a slash. <laughs> try one. If that doesn't work, try the other one. It's, it's a hash. It's a hash sling- slinging slasher. Easy for me to say. I don't the have Alaskan a fucking I don't have a fucking tooth. So I just. Inflatable I mean, arm flailing tube, man. It's been. It's been I've, I'm glad that we've gotten this far because 
pretty much this whole time I've been like rubbing my tongue on the back of my tooth and like now your tongue's like, bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I chipped my tongue. Um, speaking of the Patreon, though, we do uh, also do some giveaways. We did a giveaway this weekend with a Maine Mariners hockey T-shirt, a BFP beanie, a BFP uh, sticker set, if you will. And uh, I did want to give a shout out to uh, to Wayne Huffman who uh, who picked the winner Huff of Wayne, every. Man. Of every single race, um, correctly. So he got uh, a one, a one, and a one, and uh, you can't do better than that. That's so, how you dominate the race pool. <laughs> yeah, and if you parlayed those in real life, you'd be a real rich man. But when you eagle three holes in a row, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna uh, probably win the competition. So that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, head on over to Patreon. We are gonna have some cool stuff uh, coming up. I'm sure that in the next couple of weeks we will do a Patreon show. Um, we'll definitely be able to see how much more merchandise we have left over after the uh, the BFP Patreon uh, only show will be next. Monday, right? We do one at the beginning every month. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. For that sure makes sense. We'll have, uh, have a little bit more to talk about as well. And uh, we will also <laughs> This have... will be the time where we spend three hours breaking down the latest season of Outer Banks. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we'll also have uh, <laughs> a little bit better grasp on uh, how much merchandise we have left over. So we'll do some more giveaways in that. And then uh, also we do have a race pool that goes on throughout the year. Fortunately, it's a little late to get in on that. But you can get on all that other action, get some extra uh, content as well. And... Um, yeah, definitely head on over there and subscribe. We definitely appreciate it. It's our uh, own little virtual tip jar, like Bobby says. And uh, I didn't come up with that saying. I totally ripped it off from Andy Austin. That's fine. Virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. I think oh, I'll give words. you my virtual tip in your virtual tip jar. <laughs> uh, more, of, more of that content over on Patreon. We'll actually be selling our nudes on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> yeah. We didn't say it was of us, uh, but we do have we do have Photoshop. We should just put our faces on some absolutely egregious naked bodies. On a naked women body. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so that being said, I have a black guy with a huge cock on the end of the bed. No, we cannot disrespect him like that. He's he's passed away. Yeah. That's fine. Uh yeah. Too soon. Was his name Barry? <laughs> he I looks like know. a Barry. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Rest in peace, Barry. Uh, yeah, after we just went on that Kevin Durant about buying nudes on the internet, that's a waste of money. Uh, buy our nudes. <laughs> Four sixty nine a nude for, for a monthly rate. <laughs> yeah, Black Flag Podcast on uh, Patreon. One, one of the slashes. Oh, BFB. I remember that. There's like a there's one post on there that it doesn't really include nudes, but uh, it includes stickers on um body parts strippers butt cheeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we weren't the ones that did that uh we just got the picture um handed over to us but i remember oh, we yeah. posted it and we if had... you want to have a black flag podcast sticker on your butt cheeks subscribe now for 469 a month <laughs> patreon.com backslash black flag podcast yeah so somewhere down the down the line there was a picture of that i mean the, the I girl's wearing clothes that. um allegedly you're gonna have to go and she's subscribe. wearing a string you're gonna have to go <laughs> subscribe to see that the um, floss isn't really <laughs> and there's a there's a bfp sticker involved and uh <laughs> Everyone was like just liking the post because it was just like a random like oh cool like post like that we didn't think that was like going to yeah, be like, they the best the story thing I've ever seen it, but yeah it was a really funny story that we'll never tell um yeah. but <laughs> the I just posted like the picture up there or whatever bunch of likes and there was like one comment that was just like nobody cares <laughs> or like it was just like no one I don't know what what exactly was said but it was I actually thought it was funny when the guy said that it was just like ah, I. I 
I feel the same way, actually. Yeah. I just you know, wanted what's to funny about something. is you had to pay to write that comment <laughs> on this picture. So who really doesn't care? I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that they don't subscribe anymore. But um, that's tough because <laughs> they missed a whole bunch of extra content that didn't include uh, strippers bums. So, yep. Uh, so that was 212 then, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go to the hockey game this weekend. Or Use don't. We don't the link. Yeah. Use the fucking link. Yeah, um, if you want to give us extra money, even if was it fivo.gm.com slash bfp. Even if you want better seats, still go to the game. Come hang out. Come support the Maine Mariners. There yeah, are no they better seats. The shit out of us. There are no better seats because if you go through the link, you'll be sitting with us in our section. So go to the game. Those those are the best seats, I think. But, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, we'll be tossing out chuck pucks from the ice t-shirts and oh yeah yeah we're throwing t-shirts and uh yeah we're just gonna basically show up for the block party at two and cause a scene until the end of the game yeah, we're gonna have uh sauce toss is that what that the hockey yep. game is um charlie's gonna bring all of his goalie pads so we can take uh <laughs> slap shots at him mm-hmm. um okay maybe that's not gonna happen but <laughs> you'll have to uh, show up to find out beer pong sure. potentially <clears throat> um our race cars rusty's race car um, Brian Caswell, his whole clan of race cars, those are very nice. They'll be there. I think uh, Wiscast's got some cars, a lot of go-karts, some dirt bikes. Um, Fucking mud scooters. Jeff Gordon's going to be there. <laughs> Tony Stewart. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt will be there. Uh, Signing autographs um, on the midway. At yeah, Tim Richmond will be there. At halftime. Um, this is all a legend, Davey Allison, the Alan Kowicki, they'll all be there. Okay, now you're just being morbid. Yeah. Adam Petty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saw his car at the Hall of Fame. No sledgehammers. Um Around that's, that's a callback from a really uh, episode, and the uh, the OG fans will remember that. Say, show. I think that's a double digit episode, and that is a show that is not on the interweb anymore. Oh, that's tough. I Does would exist on any copies of those still? anywhere. Or are they? Oh, yeah, they're still on there. They just are unpublished. Maybe put those on Patreon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just for definitely... the well, just for the fact because I want to re-listen to some of them because there was. There was some, some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> some actually gems. bad ones. I could definitely do that. Uh, like the one where my neighbor stumbled over to my house and just joined uh, the recording with us. Oh, uh, my oh, God. Yeah. Fuck. Why were we there? You guys were coming home from a a race at Loud, not a cup race, but but a, maybe it was like a pass race. Dorothy's Classic or something. And uh, you guys were like, well, you guys are coming through Wyndham, so you might as well just stop at my house. And uh, that was with the old lollipop mics. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, we were hanging out, and she joined the recording for a second, and then that guy just brought a bottle of wine over and joined us, as one does. Yeah, actually, so that is uh, some of those are definitely accessible, so we'll uh, get some of those thrown over on the uh, Patreon. Does episode some... one still exist? I think that one's still no, up. The earliest one's like 20. Oh, well, that makes mm. sense. Nah, uh, I want to say that episode one is still available. Because uh, I, whenever you go to look through like what the listens are, it's like, oh, this show got a lot of listens. Oh, this show got a lot of listens. And then like episode one is like pretty up there because people are like, who are these dipshits and how did they start? And then like episode <sighs> one is like one of the top 15 most listened to shows. Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I, wish it, I wish it wasn't. If we got um, cell phone reception in this cave down here, I would look, but I'm just getting the green circle of roundy rounds. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so the the hockey game, I believe you have to buy tickets by Thursday. I think that that link uh, shuts down um, and you're not able to do it after that. So if you're coming to the game, definitely go through that link, buy tickets. Or if you're not even coming to the game, just go through that link and buy, buy tickets. tickets anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely use the extra leg room and uh, thank you. Um, for sure. Yeah, Maine Mariners are on a hot streak. They won the last two on the road. They'll be hosting the Tulsa Oilers for the first time in franchise history. Well, the second time because they're hosting them on Friday too. But Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they're uh, the the Edmonton Oilers are in town. Connor yeah. McJesus, uh, the Tulsa Chili Bowls are. <laughs> yeah, same guys. Yeah, so uh, Leon Drysital, it's gonna be awesome. Wayne Gretzky is gonna be out there buzzing around. <laughs> Warren Moon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the Houston Oilers. Yeah, same thing. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to uh, look forward to the weekend, and uh, looking forward to seeing all the pals. And uh, it's Thompson weekend, so it's, yeah. Uh, not to just completely breeze over that. We got the uh, the wheel of spinny prizes. Um, is here. I'm going to assemble it. Shout out to Trent Smith. Yeah, thank you, Trent Smith, for buying the uh, spinning wheel of prizes. Uh, that's going to be a fun little tool he, that I'm sure is going to get destroyed at some point. This he uh, he said that the only way that he could convince his wife to let him buy that for us is that he was going to actually put their their horse deal on there, the the logo of it. But what he wanted to do was put their horse logo up there with a giant horse cock on it, and mm. uh, Heather said no. So what? So it's just blank at the moment. Did he try maybe thinking of like a small horse cock? <laughs> <laughs> Mini horse cock? Did he try thinking of a unicorn but just making the horn a cock? <laughs> Who? Unicock. <laughs> <laughs> Shut this fucking thing up. If Derek Griffith wasn't the guest of the show, the episode title would be Unicock. <laughs> The un- that could be. The no, un- we can't do that. That's a fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine? People wake up tomorrow morning. They look at their phone. It's episode Unicock with Derek two- Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> episode two twelve. The Unicocker with Derek Griffin. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, we'll see you next Tuesday. Drake <sighs> Scar. All right, I fucked up. Uh, third week in a row, and I, I, I don't break promises, and that's the only reason why we're doing this right now. It's back. What's back? The Puskas Pooper Review. Literally out of his back. Um, so uh, this is going to be a, a shitter review, basically, from uh, we heard it all last all last season for the Cup Series. Uh, this is the engine tuner for the number two Cup car, driven by Austin Sindrick, owned by Roger Penske. Chris Puskas uh, is so uh, eloquent with his words and... Uh, very kind and gracious enough to uh, send us his reviews of all of the different shitters throughout the Cup Series. They they are literally a hot commodity. People ask about them all the time. People have asked when they're coming back, and uh, it just so happens, I guess, that we have been getting them, and uh, Charlie is... Uh, I'm just stupid. ...has been not, not reading them, unfortunately. Yeah, so that's on me, folks. I apologize. Uh, they haven't been stopped. I'm just stupid. Um, so that being said, for the first time here in 2023 for the NASCAR Cup Series... We have our first official Puskas Pooper review. Uh, Coda infield team building upstairs shitter. 9.2 out of 10. Wow. Very roomy and clean. Single stall, but very personal and very well kept. Also has a shower. Holy fuck. For the- <laughs> also has a shower for those messy days. <laughs> In case you have a blowout. Uh, only downfalls are the fan doesn't move enough air. In the mirror, you get to stare at and practice your mean face for when you have to peel a motherfucker off your driver on pit road after a post-race altercation. Overall, a fun place to poop. And now that I, <laughs> now that I know this little slice of heaven, uh, I will be back in the future. Um, wow, that is that has to be top of the board. Nine point two. I that's got to be at least top three. I mean, Coda um, Coda's got to be the nicest facility in the circuit the that they newest. go to. Yeah, it's the newest. Uh, so I mean, I don't think shitters take that much of a hit over only like five years Ooh, or so. But you never I don't know. know. Everything's bigger in Texas, <laughs> including the, the poos. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so there you go, Chris. I uh, I kept to, kept to my promise. It, it took Brad uh, mentioning it after getting up off the couch, but uh, Puskas Pooper Review is back, boys and girls, and we have a couple that I missed. So maybe we'll throw that up on the Patreon and uh, give that to the folks who uh, pay the four sixty nine a month. Yeah, you know what? Actually, next week what we'll do is we'll actually do a, a recap of the Puskas Pooper reviews uh, that have gone by that have happened. Um, we will sit in front of our fancy little uh, ring light, and we'll just do a video, and uh, that will be the uh, the episode. But we're going to draw it out. Maybe we'll just do a whole video episode and uh, for the peoples, and we'll post it over on the Patreon. But it's good to know that uh, that uh, Puskas is uh, going to find new poopers. Yeah, uh, Puskas is uh, pooper still works, and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, colon is healthy. He's uh, yeah, he's cleaned out uh, after Coda. It uh, it got to get pretty creative with uh, obviously going back to these circuits, uh, places that we went to twice last year, um, and uh, now going back for a uh, third time. And uh, well, I guess Coda once last year, so this is the second time. But uh, even even Coda, he had to go find a uh, an upstairs uh, office building stall <laughs> to uh, to get a new review of. So uh, if you're in the Coda area, definitely go check that one out because a nine point two is pretty fucking solid. I would I would say that I would be <laughs> proud to put my shitter there. Yes, well. Your shit. Oh, well, your ass. Yeah, okay. All right. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's been episode 212. Race car. Here we go. Race car. <laughs> <laughs>